Hi, my name is Akram Baker, and I'm a Palestinian American voter from this great state of Georgia. Marhaba, my name is El Farsan. I'm an international human rights advocate, a first generation Arab American. I am an Egyptian American, and I live in Naperville, Illinois. I'm a student at Wabanzi Valley High School. I'm a trauma surgeon in Baltimore, Maryland. I'm Egyptian American. I grew up primarily in Egypt, in Cairo. I am a Palestinian American, originally born in Jordan and moved to the United States when I was about seven years old. The Arab American community and the Arab people internationally are my only family. Everything I achieve, the glory goes to the Arab people. Everything I do, including voting in this election, is in the interest of Arab and human liberation. In today's podcast episode, we'll hand over the mic to the resilient Arab Americans that are mobilizing to cast their ballot in the upcoming U.S. elections. Stay tuned to hear their take. Welcome to the new Arab Voice, our podcast bringing you compelling stories and deep dives from the Middle East, Africa, Asia, and beyond. Surveys estimate that there are between 2 and 3.7 million Arab Americans in the United States. And a new poll by the Arab American Institute estimates that more than 80% say they are likely to vote. If this turns out to be the case, they could play a key role in determining the outcome of the U.S. presidential race on November 3rd. Now, how exactly can a minority in the United States sway the presidential elections? Well, in 2016, President Donald Trump won Michigan by less than 11,000 votes. That's why experts are saying that an Arab American turnout could make a decisive impact on the outcome of the race, especially in swing states such as Michigan, Florida, Wisconsin, Ohio, and Pennsylvania, where Arab Americans comprise of up to 5% of voters. Hi, my name is The Arab American community is so diverse and it's spread throughout the country's 50 states. So we asked them what were some of the policy issues that would dictate who they vote for. Many are worried about the current climate of hostility towards immigrants and refugees. This is Dani Hajar, who has Lebanese roots and lives in Washington, D.C. The last four years, this this administration has implemented um, policies that have not only come to the detriment of immigrant communities, but have been fatal in many cases, immigrant communities. And so what would a potential Biden administration do to not only reverse those policies, but to really move other policies forward? Rua Roman lives in Georgia and says she's worried about the dehumanization of the U.S.'s foreign policy. At the root of a lot of these really terrible policies and the things I care about is injustice. And so, you know, whether that is the unjust platform of our foreign policy, in particular as it pertains to Palestinians and our support for various wars around the world. I mean, those are all rooted in justice. And I think justice means that we begin to see people as the human beings that they are and we stop considering them collateral damage. Angela Davis, an Egyptian university student, says climate change needs to be treated as the country's top priority. I obviously grew up in Egypt where there is not an easy way to address climate change because there's so many other issues that go on it kind of gets put down at the bottom scale and it seems that even in the united states where it's very progressive and or you think it's progressive and things are kind of moving forward it's still 
feels like we're arguing about old things that shouldn't be argued about. Baltimore-based Joseph Sakran's story is a powerful one. His concern is based around a very real threat he experienced growing up. At the age of 17, I was nearly killed after being shot in the throat with a 38 caliber bullet. That inspired me to go into medicine. It inspired me to become a trauma surgeon. And it has me working at the intersection of medicine, public health, and public policy. We are facing the most important election cycle in modern history. And gun violence in America is on the ballot. The recent Arab American Institute poll finds that 59% of Arab Americans say they'll vote for Biden and 35% for Trump. In the 2016 election, 60% of Arab Americans voted for Hillary Clinton, while only 26% voted for Trump. So the record of Arab American voters is likely to tip the scale in Joe Biden's favor in the upcoming elections. Experts say that this is because of Trump's foreign and domestic security policies, which have further alienated Arabs in an already hostile climate post 9-11. Masoud Hayoun in California says he'll vote anyone who will oust Trump. I will vote for Joe Biden on behalf of all of my loved ones who can't, on behalf of undocumented loved ones who have lived in abject terror for the past four years, and on behalf of my family and friends abroad who fear the militaristic brinkmanship, the climate change denial, and the potential global catastrophe of the Trump regime's criminal ineptitude. Others say that their vote is an attempt to get rid of a president which reminds them of dictatorships they have witnessed in the Middle East. This is Angela Davis from Ohio. I think that this election is different than others because we've kind of seen how Trump's America looks and it is very scary that it looks very similar to things that I've seen growing up in Egypt with a dictator. Eliane Fersan, an international human rights advocate from California, feels the same way. Arab Americans studied the Dictatorship 101 Divide and Conquer textbook. And what we're seeing today is all too familiar. Akram Baker, who's voting all the way from Germany, says that voting for Joe Biden is the only way to assure that progressive policies will get passed. Joe Biden is the only choice for us today. He's going to help end the Muslim ban. He's going to bring sensible gun control to the country. He's going to help promote our progressive ideas throughout the country. Biden seems to be pandering to the Muslim community in the United States. He said he will overturn Trump's Muslim ban and even teach more about Islam in schools. I will include having Muslim American voices as part of my administration. If I have the honor of being president, I will end the Muslim ban on day one. Day one. However, many values of the Republican Party resonate with the conservative segment of the Arab American community. Here's an interview by NBC News with Abdulatif Al-Jami, an Arab American who will vote for Trump. You know, some of my friends would, would look at me and they say, oh, I'm, I'm just like the bad apple of, of the Muslim community. Al-Jami says he believes many of Trump's beliefs match what's culturally accepted in his community. So they're against abortion and uh, they're, uh, they're against... Uh, you know, uh, they're against uh, gay marriages. And uh, if Muslims really look closely, I think the Republican Party is more identical to their belief system. The initiative Yellow Vote has been trying to get more Arab Americans to polling stations. Engagement groups have also established the first ever National Arab American Voting Day on October 8th of this year. These initiatives are likely to bolster the participation of Arab Americans in politics. 
there's already been a rise in Arab American candidates running for office. As of February of this year, 33 Arab Americans had already filed to run, including the popular Rashida Tlaib and Ilhan Omar. No matter what happens in November, this energized level of Arab American participation is already a great achievement in itself. It is my hope that Arab Americans not only go out there and vote, um, but also are continuing this work after the election. I know that this is very different from what we are used to, but it is crucial to get out there and vote. Yalla, let's vote. Thank you for listening to The New Arab Voice. This episode was produced by myself, Gaia Karamatsa.